to the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan in the studio this afternoon Gordon Diel is still at Celtic Park as well Where he witnessed an absolute cracker between Celtic and Hibs this afternoon So it's over to you 0141 951 1025 What is on your mind? Hopefully you're just getting back in the car Back on the, the train, the supporters bus Whatever it may be uh, after the game Hugh Evans, what would you expect to be on the minds this evening? Well, we live in a world of haves and haves Nots in this uh, Scottish Premiership of ours. The, the halves were at Celtic Park and at Tynecastle today. They they had great entertainment from the four teams involved, not just the two winners. We had everything. The hype delivered good performances and great excitement for the fans. But there is no doubt that at the bottom end of the table. Worrying time for Dundee That's a real going over to get from Livingston Worrying times for Motherwell They cannot get themselves started for this season Worrying times for Oren Kearney at St Mirren And they are in a rut They had one point out of 15 Since they changed their manager And uh, Hamilton Ackies are in that bottom four They've got Rangers tomorrow And uh, you'd have to be a real optimist To see Hamilton Ackies getting anything out of that So the haves are up at the top And they are providing us with tremendous entertainment The have-nots are down there and they are wondering what the immediate future holds. Yeah, if we sp- if we split that into happy and unhappy, I'm sure happy will cover Celtic, uh, Kilmarnock, Hearts, Livingston. Let's hear from you. 01419511025. And in the unhappy camp, surely Motherwell, another defeat, another home defeat, a last minute goal for St Johnson, St Mirren still looking to pick up vital points, and Aberdeen as well. Let's hear from you all, as many as possible. 01419511025. Ian is first up, is a Celtic fan on the line. I would imagine Ian, a happy Celtic fan today. Very happy. Um, set my alarm for five to three because I'm on the night shift and <laughs> uh, going in sunny Falmouth. Um, it's commitment, Ian. Uh, Aye, commitment mate Money, need the money <laughs> Gordon says uh, Anyway, good evening uh, Good evening Gordon uh, Hugh Mark Alex Ray is it? Yep, they're all here Don't worry Gordon you go. at Parkade uh, Gordon, can I go yourself at Parkade mate? Yes, go on then uh, un- Unstoppable today Gordon um, I thought For back to front Unbelievable I think there's one weak, weak link in the back and I thought he had a great game today. It's Mitchell Lustig. Mm-hmm. But you can see we're just short uh, that right back because Benkovic and Bayata have got a fantastic understanding because that lets Kieran Tierney roam because the, the fear of my playing a good back a, no, a good high line. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm talking about, Gordon. Yes. Mark Wilson, you might be able to help me out. No, no, stick to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, uh, Gordon, what about Ian's point then? Mikael Lustig, I mean, he gets a lot of criticism. How well, did he look well, today? Well, first, first and foremost, Gordon, let's say, and I think Alec Ray touched on it, he's been absolutely terrific for Celtic Football Club. Now, the difference today, and I, I, I think you read out a tweet saying that he was a weak link. Now, the big problem for him is. In a back four, he's okay. When when Brown went off, 
Celtic went back to a back four and they looked very comfortable. The second half, I don't know why Brendan Rodgers decided to change it, maybe because Hibs had a couple of chances just before the break. He went into a back three and the lad Boyle went and played on him. He's got bags of pace and he caused him a little bit of you know, trouble down that, that side. On a four, you'll get away, no problem. I've said not because I think he's a bad player, just because I think that side needs freshened up. I've said for a long time that Celtic need a right back in as well. Now, I'm not saying push Lustig out because mm. he has been brilliant, but I thought he played as, as well as MDLs today. He didn't make any mistakes. He got caught a couple of times with pace. And when you're up against players with the pace that Boyle's got, He's not the only one who can get caught with that. But the two centre-halves look very solid today in, in, in our partnership. Uh, Tierney, as you say, likes to bomb on. But middle to front today, at periods, Celtic were unplayable. Their movement, as I, I was saying, Forrest didn't do his usual stick in the right wing. He came in, he played centre-forward, he dropped off, he came out to the left. Celtic's movement, passing of the ball, they were back to their best, and that's a big worry for the rest of the Premier League. I think going on the Lustig thing, does I mean, the tweet that came in said something along the lines is, he's you know, a mobile, he can't move and he hasn't got a brain. I disagree with he hasn't got a brain. He's an international footballer who's played at the highest level in World Cups. There's a value of having him in that side, you know, talking people through things. He's, he's been captain of Celtic many yeah, times. Yeah, two seconds. Yeah. When it does come to mobility and he does come up against someone with pace mm. like Boyle, he does struggle. And that's a worry for Celtic, I think. On, on the positive side of things, Ian, who who is the standout for you then? I'm sure there were a few contenders. If you had to pick one, who would it be? Um, I don't know, but I think in charm. Um, He's been. He was off a boil for a couple of weeks there, and the last couple of weeks, obviously the six nothing game against St Johnston, Gordon, and we scored four a day. So that's ten in two games. Conceded two. You can't rate Hibs after a great outfit. No, they they can play well back to front as well, and they've got pace and abundance, as Gordon says. Um, Martin Boyle, the second goal, but I think for for Gordon to the front line. Apart from Brown getting injured, uh, I think to a man, everybody had a great game today. Gordon, who I would you go for, a, Gordon? Um, I have to I pick would, a man in match, Gordon. I would, I would certainly for a f- to the kettle went on, which normally happens here, uh, for Tom Mortgage to go off and get his cup of tea. I thought he was unstoppable, uh, and it summed everything up. His goal, he laid the goal on for Incham as well. The two of them, the middle part at times. Hibs players just and as good as Hibs are and they're a good side let me say Hibs players just couldn't get near them no Edward though Edward scoring yeah, two yeah, hits, hits yeah, the post did he three yeah, times how many times did he hit the post by the way it but, seemed like but then, a lost count but then Mark you can always you can throw in I thought second half Forrest was brilliant yeah. uh, you've got to you've got to look at this performance today with Celtic it was just the flair players really turn the heat up if you know what I mean they really decided we've got to step the gears up here and when they play and every one of them's in as you say Edward scores too so he gets a lot of credit and hits the, hits the woodwork a few times Forrest second half at times was just running riot you've got two midfield so they're fl- flair players every one of them played to their potential and when that happens 
that's why they're the, the, the double treble winners. They're the best team in the country, and they showed that today. If they keep playing like that, they'll be very hard to the, stop. The bottom line is, last two league games, Celtic have scored 10 goals in their last two league games. And now comes this mouth-watering Betfred Cup semi-final tie against Hearts at Tynecastle. A Hearts side who remain top of the league table. On and on we go. We're having a great time here. Gordon, uh, one of the things at the top of the show that Brendan Rodgers was alluding to was that he says that Celtic is seeing signs of getting back to the levels that they were used to. Mm -hmm. If you look at the last game, as you rightly said, six goals, four today. Some of the interplay, and one of the things that struck us today as well was the freedom in which Celtic played for. And, and Gordon touched upon it, you know, the rotation from both wingers yeah. coming in off the line. Edward could have scored four or five uh, on his day as well. And then Tom Rogic is obviously a key player. So Celtic are starting to motor at the right time. Uh, thank you to Ian in Falmouth by way of Greenock on the night shift, <laughs> getting the money in. I don't know, something like that. But thank you to Ian anyway. 01419511025. Uh, we're on Twitter, remember, at Clyde SSB. Stephen Ray sending pictures of us from Cancun. Not having that at all. That's oh, getting no, ignored. No, not uh, John Paul Monaghan says, wonderful game of football at Celtic Park. Celtic back to their best. Worrying times for the rest of Scottish football. If you're looking for a you know, a, a statement, Gordon, if you can call it that. Celtic did send out a statement when they beat Rangers. They, they never really managed to sort of build on that. Um, then you could say it was another statement the last time because it was such a big win at St. Johnston. And now uh, such an impressive win against a good Hibs side as well today. Do, do you feel like it is starting to come together? Well, if they keep this going, and Hugh touched on it, it was six last time, uh, four today. Um, if they keep this going and the style of play, you know, this is without the... The main striker, as everyone's saying, Lee Griffiths. Um, yeah, they're starting to they're starting to motor now, and uh, it's very dangerous for everybody else because they're so talented. Yes, they've come in for a bit of criticism, and they've not been their usual self, and you know they're they've been poor this season. Remember, this is a hip side that's sitting second, deservedly so at the time at three o'clock, under Neil Lennon playing a good good football. Hibs will take a lot of points off a lot of teams. But today, I hope Neil comes up and says, yeah, I'm proud of my players because they gave everything they possibly could, Gordon. But they just weren't in the same league at times. Uh, get your calls in then. Let us know what's on your mind. Maybe you're just making your way back from a game. It could be something that you're happy with, something you're unhappy with. There's usually a referee in there somewhere, Hugh, that's, that's annoyed somebody. Well, Willie Collum um, appears to be the man. Uh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, today. Big Sammy was remonstrating at the final whistle, I think it was uh, suggested. Uh, David's a Celtic fan in Girvan. What pleased you the most this afternoon, David? How you doing, guys? All right? Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, that's me heading home for the game. I thought, first and foremost, I think the job Lennon's done for to lose your two main centre midfield players in McGeoch and McGinn to build a team that looks equal, if not better, than last season, I think is tremendous. But I thought today Celtic showed a lot of signs of being back to that first season invincible treble winners. I thought. We're ruthless at times, and obviously we lost two goals, aye, but we could have scored about six or seven, but uh, it was tremendous overall, I think. So it's just to try and keep that consistency now, but obviously you've got the talks of Boyata going away in January, and the Benkovic loan deal that he could get pulled back in January. It's just you hopefully that we can recruit well in January and keep the... Keep the good run of form going. The only thing that would take Benkovic away would be if Harry Maguire was sold by Leicester. He uh, just signed the new contract, too, hasn't he? Yeah. So th there's no point 
uh, David and, and worrying about things that haven't happened yet You know, I could say to you That uh, there would be a concern at the back of Brendan Rodgers' mind That Lee Griffith's injury might be worse than we know of uh, And that would leave Edward as your only out-and-out striker uh, So you'd have to wrap him in cotton wool But there's no point in worrying You know, the, 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 all you can do is Revel in the fact that Celtic have scored 10 goals in their last two league games Look forward to this tremendous cup tie with Hearts In Murrayfield in front of 70,000 people uh, And it is the kind of arena where Hearts and Celtic will rise to the occasion I'm already looking forward to that match immensely So I think I think David you know, hit the nail on the head there It's consistency just now No. Nobody can control what happens in a January transfer window mm. But what Celtic need to be is totally right It's consistent from now to January Celtic have got a lot of games to consider From now to then To get it right To get back to what they were last season And the season before I think the last two games They've showed that they're certainly capable Of getting to that level But it's continuing it the So other, never others. mind about who's going in January It's from now to January but Can build so much momentum Going into the turn of the year Mark The other side of the January transfer window Is that Celtic had a poor Transfer window Leading up to the start of the season We've had the inquest Peter Lawwell Dermot Desmond Brendan Rodgers The January transfer window If Celtic feel they are short Brendan Rodgers Mm. Will for sure Get money and players will come in Gordon here's a question on Twitter From James Law And he says Did Celtic play this well today Because Hibs came at them Celtic have struggled against teams that sit in And make it difficult Did that play a part? Yes uh, I said uh, to the full time report there Gordon It takes two teams to make our great game of football And we, we knew that Neil Lennon would not come here And part the bus He never does He believes in his own players He's got plenty of attacking uh, options And he believes he can score goals He scored two today Still went away empty handed So rather than come and sit in And probably lose 1-0 or 2-0 he went for it today and everybody in this stadium going home must be saying that is one of the best games of football we've seen for a long, long time. Mm. I think that Neil Lennon needs a partner back for his tactics because he does make it entertaining. Even at home, I've watched Neil Lennon. The last game of the season against Rangers last year, 5-5. You know, the one thing about Neil Lennon is he likes to play football in the right way. I am glad, he, and I know it's very easy for me to sit up here because managers will think, well, we've not got good as players as Celtic, so we've got to make it difficult, got to silence the crowd. I totally understand all that tactics. But Neil Lennon's completely different. And he's, he's come here today, he scored two goals, remember? Attacking, but he came up against a Celtic team and just top gear. Yeah. Uh, final word to you, David. I think the best thing today was at the start of the season, you all know Celtic looked as if they could never break any team down, they had no options. But today we looked a complete different outfit. It was similar to the Angels game I watched. It was that one game where we just well, looked so dynamic and so going for well, we could kill teams going forward, and then we fell back again. But today, signs was there again that we're mm. that killer instinct again. But I uh, so hopefully we get his consistency, keep going, and get hold of it to January. Great stuff, thank you to David in Girvin. The manager interviews are starting to make their way in, so we're going to hear from as many of them as possible. And we've got an angry Motherwell fan on the line. That's coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. The 
games are over, the talking begins. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Gordon Diello here looking back on another dramatic and incident-packed day of Scottish football. So why don't you join us? Give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Hugh. Not that one. The other one on the line is a Motherwell fan from Lanark. Sum up how you're feeling this afternoon, Hugh. How are we guys alright? Yeah, good thanks. Um, first of all, Gordon, I'm not... I think he says I'm angry, Motherwell fan. I'm not angry, I'm just a bit... I'm a bit bewildered. Uh, oh, clearly disappointed but just That sounds like what your parents before. used to say Hugh, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed That's even worse <laughs> I'm not that bad But bad enough listening to Mark Stad on Monday morning at work And they can't speak, but anyway um, <laughs> right, okay. That's true uh, Mark will know that anyway Yes um, Yeah, the team selection today uh, I just thought young, young Turnbull was going to be brought in I actually quite liked what he'd done on the day But I just thought he'd run out of steam later on in the game Probably the 65th minute his team selection was, we were obviously sitting in the Cooper stand today and at the bar watching the, the Chelsea Man United game, and there was a few of us just bewildered by his team selection as to why he went Sinclair and kept out of the team. But then after that, I think it was about 22nd minute, he brought Sinclair off whether it was doing injury and brought Tate on. Now, they were just saying, why are you not starting Tate anyway? Because surely you should have gone with your strongest, your strongest 11. Um, we're not creating enough chances. It's such a team isn't playing with any confidence. Because nobody was going to take a shot on. We had one shot, wasn't even on target in the first half, it went over the bar. And the second half, I think Main had won. We hit the post and Randa Clark mm. pulled off a safe. But apart from that, we're not creating chances. And you could even hear the fans in the way out, even the fans are saying, Robinson, give two more games and sack him. I don't think sack him's the answer. I just think it needs to now change the team. It now needs to go and... But yeah, bring in a couple of young boys Give them the, the fresh crack at the whip But I, I, there's, there's guys online on Obviously we Twitter and Stillman online things And they're what all the under 20s in the reserve and That's not the answer The answer is To maybe just change your tactics in the team Far too many long balls today Alex Far, how, far too yeah, many that, uh, That's actually what I was going to ask about When you have such a Consistent way of playing If you like Or a distinct way of playing As Mother will do yep. If that stops working then you've got a bit of a problem on your hands really, don't you? And that's what we've seen last season It was so successful We know what Motherwell did They got as many crosses into the box as possible um, Physical presence up front um, But yeah, if that stops working Then you're going to be struggling Yeah, absolutely I think it was uh, Main and Bowman who played up front, Gordon And uh, as you rightly said They brought on Danny Johnson later on They look to me as if they, they, they just need a win from somewhere, Gordon But the longer this goes on Guys like... Hugh coming on saying Listen eh, You start questioning Whether you should be bringing in Younger guys The one thing that struck me About Motherwell over the years I've had a good balance You know when they, They've had the, the youth And then they've had The senior players Now Charles Dunn's Come back in today uh, Hugh did he play With a back four today Or did he go with a back three Just out of curiosity Because you were no, saying No Alex He'll always tend to play With a back three uh, Dunn obviously slotted in uh, With Hartley and Aldred yeah. And that, that, that Don't get me wrong The defence was solid today but well, I was sitting with my, my friend Craig Who I go away all the time And our question We always turn and say We're going to lose this year And it'll be a corner kick Or a free kick And it was it, We were proved right Because I don't I think we get to the 85th minute And we just start panicking We sit back and Hugh would you say I, I, I didn't mean earlier on Alan, That flood the team with youngsters I, I would like yeah, to no, see I a couple more that, in the team But 
Just when you were saying about changing, no changing a few, uh, you know, maybe needs to do that or change his tactics. And you're saying you were questioning, you were sitting questioning the team, but you're saying Taylor Sinclair came into the the team today, and you were wondering why Tate hadn't played. I, I, I said earlier on, sometimes a manager has to change things. Would you not think that Taylor Sinclair would create, you're saying they don't create enough chances, would you not say that he would create more than Tate? going down uh, the left-hand side? See, to be fair, I think Richard Tate's assist statistics, it's not easy to say yeah. since he came to the club, have been very good. Are pretty strong, are they? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just thinking of Taylor Sinclair, the type of player he is, with the pace he's got, you know, a good runner with the ball, if you're saying they're not creating enough, getting that guy up the line and, and whipping balls in, I'll might tell you have what, been a better option. It just seems like a good opportunity. Stephen Robinson's interview has just made its way to us, so keep you on the Line here, you can tell us what you make of it. Yeah, it was um, a frustrating one, especially you know at the end. I thought for 60 minutes we played well with chances. You know, Cards is a great chance, and he always hits a crossbar. Young David Turnbull puts Curtis main clean through one on one, and he slices at it. So you don't take your chances, you get punished. Um, as the game wears on, you can see that the ball's back up to the strikers. You know people aren't taking responsibility and getting on the ball. Bar the two younger boys, David Turnbull and Alan Campbell, I thought showed a real character to try and make something happen. So they're as the game gets near 90 minutes, you can see the fear creeping in and, and people need to stand up and be counted now. You know, uh, we made two positive subs on 60 minutes. We were handicapped a little bit with Aaron, Aaron coming off and we weren't sure whether charge we'd get 90 minutes. But um, we made positive substitutions and I thought they had little impact on the game at all. And now's the time for people to stand up and want the ball. And I've seen today that perhaps that wasn't happening by the younger ones. So everyone needs to have a little look at themselves, come back and, and ready to go again Monday morning. You spoke after the Livingston game about the, the lack of confidence and you can see that again second half especially I think. Yeah, I think for 60 minutes you see that, you know, we did play, we got the ball down, we played, we got the ball wide, we put balls into areas, um, especially the two young boys. And I thought David Turnbull was excellent today, tired obviously towards the end. But um, if you don't take your chances, as I said, with three great chances that you don't take, St Johnson a one shot and goal and a, and a set play, and you get punished for that, so that's how it's going at the moment. You can do two things, you can feel sorry for yourself or you can dig in, um, grit your teeth and, and show your character. Hugh, on the line, does that match your assessment? Uh, I, he's right about Turnbull. I thought Turnbull was having a great game today. Um, spraying the ball about and it was great and it did really tie around about probably the seven, 70th minute mark. You could see it, it was not chasing back and it, it was it was blown. Um, when he says we created a lot of chances, we didn't. It did, and it, it, he is right. Early Freer came on the 60th minute, and his first touch was the 82nd minute. And you could see Freer really didn't have any interest in the game. And we're sitting there going, chase back, at least do something, cover a man. And he wasn't doing that. And he, he is right. Again, we're saying players need to stand up. I still think we need maybe another, another young head in there for a wee bit of drive. Campbell done everything he could today. Um, Turnbull Gale laid on a couple of balls and played great. I think but not the manager, the ball in the back of the net. What the manager is that's, des- a, that's an issue. What the manager's describing here is a crisis of confidence. He's saying there's a fear factor and people need to take responsibility. And he's backed up by the progress of the season. They've had one win in nine league matches. Mm-hmm. They've scored eight goals in nine league matches. Therefore, they've got one win and they don't average one goal per game. I don't think that's addressed by bringing in more young players. They they really need now in the second quarter of the season to find confidence from somewhere and one win would go a long way towards calming everything down. But, but 
the picture probably becomes a lot clearer in the coming weeks. I mean, you would Absolutely. you would have you would have considered St. Johnston one of these games as well. To be fair, but the next two, there's St. Mirren and Dundee. So if you if you somehow come out of a run of St. Johnston at home, then St. Mirren, then Dundee, unless you get a decent points total out of those three. Then that is how pressure comes around Yeah absolutely Listen what I liked about Stephen Robinson there is He was questioning his players directly after it Normally some pl- some managers will sugarcoat things Gordon They'll go oh listen we didn't do this And we created chance We didn't get it He went Time to stand up uh-huh. It's time to sh- show your mettle These next two games Are crucial for Stephen Robinson Or guys like you Or several fans Will be questioning whether he's the guy to go forward Because after that They've got Rangers and Aberdeen I think you I think the other good thing is that Alan Burrows uh, is not someone who would be given to panicking behind the scenes at Motherwell. Um, you know, the, the uh, Hugh the Caller was talking about supporters who were saying, give Stephen Robinson two more games and then sack him if they don't go well. And that is a current trend within Scottish football. You can't I think Hugh was saying overheard other fans, yeah, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that Hugh said it, but that is the current trend within Scottish football. But I think Motherwell have that kind of mm-hmm. internal strength about them that there'll be no inclination towards the panic button. Right, let's hear from Brendan Rogers then. A, a cracking game, really, if you were a neutral. Uh, and I suppose a cracker if you were a Celtic fan as well. 4-2 against Hibs today. Let's get the thoughts of Brendan Rogers. You know, it was always going to be a fantastic football game with two teams that actually start the game to want to win the game. And uh, I thought we were outstanding. Today, our combination play and it was a game as a, as a coach and a manager you have to work very hard in as well you know we started the game in 4-3-3 and they were playing 3-5-2 we went 2-0 up they changed the game to a diamond we then changed to go to three diamond three at half time so there's lots of work in the game as a as a coach and, and, I, and I love that aspect of, of, of playing so uh, so yeah it was a really really good game of football lots of great play from ourselves We'll analyse the couple of goals we gave away, um, but I take my hat off to the two Hibs boys because I thought they finished them really, really well. Uh, but overall, we we scored four goals. We hit the woodwork four times. Had other opportunities where we a bit more finesse. We could have finished the game, but uh, but a wonderful attacking performance from ourselves and actually put a lot of work into our pressing, which which is very important against a good Hibs team. Double cross and one as well, but I suppose there were so many impressive performances. Yeah, yeah, I thought the the, the rhythm and the and that speed in our game was was back. We've seen it coming over the the the, the past numbers of weeks, and obviously highlight it against St. Johnson. But really pleasing to have that fluency and, and combination play with the guys being away on international duty. So, uh, but to come back and play to that level against a very very good team, it was uh, yeah very pleasing. Scott Brown team from the first half. You know how was. We won't know until the next couple of days. He looked like he was struggling, and you know what he's like. He wants to play and play on, but he wasn't going going to do himself or the team any any favours. He was just struggling to to get about the pitch. So, but we'll see how he is in a, in a couple of days' time. Is it the same thing you had before? I don't know. I don't know. He he, he thought it was maybe his calf. He thinks it's maybe his knee. So, but we just have to wait and see. Reggie's in Cote Bridge. What did you make of it today, Reggie? Thought it was fantastic, to be totally honest with you. And I was listening to uh, Gordon's summary of the game uh, there, and uh, brilliant Forrest, you charm, Roddy, boys were outstanding. But I think a guy that should come in for a wee bit of praise the day was a man that was asked to three, play in three different positions. What Brendan was saying there, but he's, he's, he's shuffling about, and it was Callum McGregor. I thought Callum McGregor was outstanding 
and the three different. I think you could ask that laddie to play in goals now, maybe do your turn. You know what I mean? I just think every everything you ask that laddie to do, make he's kind of made of He's kind of the Bobby Murdoch and Elizabeth Lyons to me that laddie, the unsung hero. I just thought he was outstanding today, and every single position he was asked to play, he was outstanding. And I don't know what Gordon thought. Of that. I know Gordon was singing the praises of the boys. It was kind of one name that was admitted, but admitted. But I thought Callum McGregor was exceptional today. Yeah, you, you you tend to see McGregor playing in the the, the, the final third of the pitch, and at, at time there, just near the end, well, twenty minutes to go, he dropped him back in just in front of the back like Brown plays and just says to him get on the ball and make passes and the one thing about McGregor can do is when he gets the ball he can certainly find a pass um, yeah I think you're right he plays off the left he plays just off the front man he's played in front of the back man you're right the only position he's not played yet is a goalkeeper but I think he's a wee bit too small because I think he just chipped the ball over the top of it. Is that is that the shutters being pulled down at Celtic Park? Yeah sh- shutters pulled down me and I'm absolutely raging Gordon because I paid 35 quid down night <laughs> to watch Kevin Bridges he's just walked by me and said alright that's oh, that probably didn't happen did it? <laughs> yeah it did let's yeah. be honest but yeah. he, he walked by you? Yeah well, I, hope yeah. He, I hope he's getting a move on because <laughs> I, I, I'm going to the, I am going to the hydro tonight so he better be well, he better he's be just, there he's, he's just left Celtic Park as, a, as I said the uh, walked by I said good show Kev he went no borders <laughs> listen do you know what the worst of this is Hugh I Keevans, didn't pay 35 quid <laughs> yeah well there's that as well I, I got these tickets for a birthday present and then a couple of weeks ago I got a kind invite and went along with Mark Wilson to, to watch Kevin Bridges so I've already seen it and now this is the birthday present coming back around and I'm going to have to sit there and laugh at all the jokes and pretend like oh this is great I'm so glad we're here even though I've seen them well I've not got a ticket so boo hoo for you <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reggie you want to come back in no, I, was, I just think for Celtic supporters, it maybe had a wee downer on the, the start of the season and the way we started and the, the, the Champions League exit and all that. I think things are coming good again. I'm, I'm a happy Tim, put it that way. OK, that was Reggie in Coat Bridge. Neil Lennon has a... This, it'll, it'll unite everyone here. Hugh Keevans, Neil yeah. Lennon, because he's had, I think he's even had a bit of a pop at the media at the oh, end. He's, he's had a pop at the referee. He's, uh, he's yeah. We're gonna we'll, we'll, we'll hear from Neil Lennon next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. After they play. You have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh, Mark and Alex in the studio. Gordon DL uh, still at Celtic Park as well. He, he keeps talking about you know the shutters being pulled down, everyone leaving so that he thinks that we'll send them on his way, but we won't. Not until the, not until the Super Scoreboard theme tune plays. Is that alright? Keep after I'm, loving the, I'm loving the show. I'm listen, love listening to Mark and Alec and Hugh and yourself. It's Thanks. wonderful. Matt's, uh, had, Matt's had to take his jumper off. It's absolutely oh, brilliant. Roasting in here. <laughs> Is it? And it's quite nice here. By yeah, way, see, and with these new lights. When you turn up with it, he's, he's got some uh, next knitwear on as well, I think. So that's, is, uh, nice. you can spot that a mile away. Listen, go to Jennifer in the press room and tell her I sent you and she'll give you a wee something. Uh, Gordon, well, we are Celtic on Twitter, says a man that isn't getting enough praise for me has to be Philip Benkovic. Looked solid today. Yeah, funny enough, I was saying to Ronnie during the game, he just looks like a centre half that wants to do his job. First and foremost, defend. Nothing fancy about him. He goes in about things. He reads the game very well. He's settling in there with Boyata as a partnership. I thought he played very, very well indeed. But when when you score four goals in the game that it is, 
it, it tends to go more to the middle attacking third that all the praise comes in. And, you know, you talk about who would you have voted for man and match? Well, I've just watched Tom Rogic walk round there with a big bottle of champagne, but you could have given a lot of champagne out today. Yeah, I mean, just by the way it's happened, you know, Benkovic, he came into the team, then there was a couple of games out, you know, injured yeah. and so on. So perhaps now, if we can get a run, this is when we'll yeah. really find out. He's certainly impressed. Uh, you know, he's certainly got the attributes. He's came with a, a big price tag as well. Um, he's a big guy, he's young. Um, and Gordon Wright, he looks like he's a top defender. And you're right as well, Gordon. He needs a run of games mm-hmm. now just to get settled in fully to that Celtic team. They could be a quality signer. Right, let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon then. Beaten today, uh, so he was obviously talking about the game and was also asked about you know being title contenders and, and, and who the favourites may be. I'm sick of hearing this title contention sort of stuff. They've got a budget of 16 million quid. They've got a £9 million striker. I've got free transfers and rejects from other clubs who are playing brilliantly for me. I'm really pleased what I saw second half. You know, the 38-game season, it's very, very difficult to maintain that consistency, especially against the quality that we face today. And when you are playing against 12 men as well, it's very difficult because I thought the referee was abysmal. How Bankovic doesn't get a yellow card, and McGregor does, is beyond me. He's taken Heyman completely out of the game. We get a free kick on the edge of the box, no yellow card. Someone, he says he's not going near the goal, it doesn't matter. The intent is just to take the player out. We get flagged for offside from a, a tackle, from a defensive tackle when we're, we're breaking. Anyway, I digress. The, the, the inconsistency, because he gave two very early yellow cards yeah. and didn't seem to then follow that up at all. Well, the Bankovic one for me is borderline red. Never mind a yellow, and he gets nothing. He just took Heinemann completely out. He knew what he was doing. There's no intent to play the ball. So it, it baffles me why that's not a yellow card. I'm not here to get players sent off. I'm just looking for the referee to do his job properly. Was that the route? There seemed to be a wee bit of rancour between the dugouts towards the end of the come. What did Brendan say about that? Did you ask him? Why are you asking me then? Because you seem to be involved in it. Well, why didn't you ask Brendan about it? But Brendan didn't seem to be involved in that. I wasn't involved in anything. Was it Gary and Chris Davis? Look, we'll keep it ourselves. We'll sit for another time. In general, was a comment made? You're asking me a question that you didn't ask the Celtic manager. Their bench was involved, my bench was involved, yet you didn't ask him the question, did you? Did you? Why not? But you're asking me. So you're looking for a byline or a headline or something? You're not getting one. Well, fair play to him because if you don't ask Brendan Rogers, then don't bring it to his door because you think he's a softer option and he might explode. I don't give think you a there headline. was any soft option there. Hugh. No, no, he's no, getting no, the two no, barrels. No, fair I, play to him. I, uh, I defend Neil Lennon in that particular instance. If you don't raise it with uh, Brendan Rogers, don't raise it with him. Uh, and you know Neil's got a habit of played twelve men. He said today. Yeah, he, he provides great headlines, uh, but he's not going to give you a free one. If you didn't ask Brendan Rogers, don't ask him. I, I think he's been caught up in the moment with regard to the the referee stuff because the first action the referee took was to book the Celtic captain, and as we agreed in the studio, it's a long day after that for Scott Brown. Except injury intervened, and Scott Brown had to be taken off anyway. So. We can't comment on the, the, the various incidents regarding the referee because we didn't see them But I'm defending Neil Lennon's right to say to the press guys If you didn't ask Brendan Rogers, don't ask me uh, Gordon DL, what about his complaints about the referee? He says that they played against 12 men today Nonsense, absolute nonsense I agree with you, uh, sometimes you get caught up with questions But he starts out with saying we played 12 men so he's deflecting away onto the referee. That is absolute nonsense. Celtic were a class above Hibs. 
I would have liked Neil and I've praised him to the hill since this show started come up and say do you know what very proud of my players the performance we were just up against a team that were too good forget the referees stop making the referees an excuse as managers when you lose a game of football that's the biggest problem we've got just now as for any bust up that may or may not have occurred between the Celtic bench and the Hibs bench this was a big High octane football match Played in front of 60,000 people In a, a terrific atmosphere Now If there's a bit of Toing and froing Going on That's what happens in football We've just watched Earlier in the day The manager of Manchester United Having to be restrained By two stewards And if they hadn't been there I shudder mm. to think What would have happened next Because somebody made a comment To Jose Mourinho That wasn't to his liking and we nearly ended up with Strictly Come Dancing <laughs> Right, St Mirren lost at home to Kilmarnock today They were a goal to the good Ben is on the line from Paisley What did you make of it today, Ben? Uh, well, I went to it today And uh, I don't know who it was that made the comment um, It was one of made a comment about Oran Kearney getting 1 in 15 1 point um, in 15? Yeah uh-huh. And I'm just saying he can't really do much with the squad because all the players that he's using is signings from Alan Stubbs and I mean we have to stick with him until January until he can prove a point really. Ben the problem with, with this is that people older than yourself have a shorter fuse than you do and if one point in 15 becomes one point in 24 or 27 then the short fuse gets Lit and you know it's just a modern day trend that people turn on the manager because it's easier to get rid of one manager than it is to get rid of twelve players. So you know you are Ben putting on your sensible head. Your fellow Samirin fans have to do the same thing. Where Ben is partially right is obviously that I mean that's what happens when a new manager comes in. He inherits the old squad. Listen, there are a couple of examples because Ferdinand is a, a Kearney signing. Hamill is a Kearney signing. Simeon Jackson's a Kearney signing. They all played today. But by and large, there's a lot Absolutely. of work to be done, Alex, because we've already heard of players this week being sent back to their parent clubs. Apparently, the squad is too big. They can't even train as one group, so there is work to be done there. Yeah, listen, there's issues there for Oren Kearney. You know, I think that's no wins in the last 10. So, you know, Alan Stubbs got the first four or five games, didn't quite get it with the personnel. As you rightly said, Gordon, Hamill scored today from the free kick, gave them that lifeline. Uh, the problem they have is they need to find a formula to try and get some sort of points just to break the monotony a little bit. And uh, as he said, there's not much more you can do because there's probably only a few more free players available e- to him. Even Alex, if he, if he does get to January and he moves a whole load of players out, or and you know how difficult yeah. that is to Aye. move players out, it's getting other players in. You know, there's no there's no money. You're still paying a squad that's way too big. So it's trying to say to these players, look, you're not involved. Away you go for practically nothing You know mm. As well as me Players will go Just well, I, I, I'll take my money It's not my problem I'm not getting a game in the team But I'll take my money And that's Oren Kearney's biggest problem Ben the big question Was it over the line? Um, well I, I was at the game As you know But I, I haven't seen a replay of it But my mate um, Is a Kamarnock fan He probably got a better view of it And he said it didn't go in So I'm not Oh. Too sure But I'll just have to wait more to the replay I think. That, That's good enough for me If Ben's mate's a Kilmarnock fan And he doesn't even think it was over I'm looking forward to Seeing that one again Well you see Ben wants to see a replay 
Now Willie Collum doesn't get the benefit of a replay He has to make a call with the assistance And Douglas Ross of yes, course yeah. With the assistance of uh, his uh, Commons compatriot uh, So If they say it's over Then you're stuck with it Because they won't recall the match They won't play it again If somebody somewhere manages to prove Beyond all shadow of a doubt That it didn't cross the line But that's the important phrase Can anyone prove beyond all shadow of a doubt That it didn't cross the line Ben, did you see any signs today That things are heading in the right direction? Well, um, as you were talking about the signings mm-hmm. um, Of the dropping Well, putting them back to the um, From a recall from Hayden Coulson, Brock Maston um, I didn't think Brock Maston made an impact that much In my opinion in Hayden Coulson Obviously, as a young player, but as a young player, they are a bit light for Scottish football. And um, I didn't think he was up for it in that way, sense of way. But, I mean, the three guys that um, Oran Kearney's brought in, Simeon Jackson, I think he's a good player, um, really quick. And I think that, um, yeah, I just think that the players like Ferdinand, um, I got an injury had to, He got brought off at half time Don't know if it's serious But I mean He's a good player as well um, Thought that He played pretty well um, Kept a clean sheet at the back For the The time, time he was he on Yeah good man and that's Ben, by the way, who's only 13 on the line. Say, what what, a, what an articulate yep. and well thought out analysis of the Lots game. Of I like stuff, that. Ben, yeah. you can come back anytime. 01419511025. Take that number down. I want to hear more from you in the coming weeks. That was Ben from Paisley, a St. Mirren fan who's not pressing the panic button yet. Hugh Keevens, what a day it's been. Sum it all up for us, please. Well, a roller coaster of emotion would be how you would sum it up, Gordon, because we've had. Six goal thriller at Celtic Park A three goal thriller uh, With a missed penalty at Tynecastle Hearts remain top of the league But Celtic have now scored Ten league goals in their last two games And are hot on their heels And now comes that Hearts Celtic Cup tie At Murrayfield a week tomorrow Can hardly wait However, if you're a St Mirren fan A Dundee fan A Motherwell fan You can mm. hardly look Never mind hardly wait Big game in Hamilton tomorrow as well Of course Hamilton Aki's up against Rangers We'll look back on all the weekend's action On Monday night from 6 o'clock In the company of Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray Thanks to the guys in the studio Big thank you as always To the top team all around the grounds as well And as always Your company has been an absolute pleasure The tweets and calls are much appreciated You may as well stay where you are And get the weekend kicked off in style Michael is in on the GBX next